जय राधा माधवा जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जवल्लभ जय गिरीवराधारी जय गिरीवराधारी जय गोपी जनवल्लभ जय गिरीवराधारी जय गिरीवराधारी जय यशोदानंदन जय व्रजजनरंजन जय यशोदानंदन जय व्रजजनरंजन जय यमुना तीरवन छी जय कुंज जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे
हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम राम राम
ನಾರಾಯಣಂ ನಮಸ್ಕೃತ ನರಂ ಚರೋತ್ತಮ ದೇವಿ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ವ್ಯಾಸ ತೋಜಯ ಮುದೀರೇತ್ ನಷ್ಟಪ್ರಾಯು ಅಭದ್ರೇಶು ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಭಾಗವತ ಸೇವೆಯ ಭಗವತೀರುತ್ತಮ್ಲೋಕೆ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ಭವತಿ ನೈಷ್ಠುಕೀ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾಯ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ದೇವಕೀನಂದನಾ ನಂದಗೋಪಕುಮಾರಾಯ ಗೋವಿಂದಾಯ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಒನ್ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟು ಒನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಟ್ವೆಲ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಏಟ್ ಅಂಗುಷ್ಠಮಲಂ ಸ್ಫುರತ್ಪುರಾತಮೌಲಿನ ಅಭಿಪ್ಯದರ್ಶನ ಶ್ಯಾಮ ತದ್ವಾಸನಮಚ್ಯುತ ಅಂಗುಷ್ಟಮಲಂಪುರತ್ಪುರತಮೌಲಿನ ಅವಿಪ್ಯದರ್ಶನ ಶ್ಯಾಮ ತದ್ವಾಸಸಮ್ಯುತ ಅಂಗುಷ್ಟಮಲಂಪುರತ್ಪುರಟಮೌಲಿನ ಅವಿಪ್ಯದರ್ಶನ ಶ್ಯಾಮ ತದ್ವಾಸಸಮ್ಯುತ ಅಂಗುಷ್ಟಮಲಂಪುರತ್ಪುರಟಮೌಲಿನ ಅವಿಪ್ಯದರ್ಶನ ಶ್ಯಾಮ ತದ್ವಾಸಸಮ್ಯುತ ಅಂಗುಷ್ಟಮಲಂಪುರತ್ಪುರಟಮೌಲಿನ ಅವಿಪ್ಯದರ್ಶನ ಶ್ಯಾಮ ತದ್ವಾಸಸಮ್ಯುತ ಅಂಗುಷ್ಟಮಲಂಪುರತ್ಪುರತಮೌಲಿನ ಅವಿಪ್ಯದರ್ಶನ ಶ್ಯಾಮ ತದ್ವಾಸಸಮ್ಯುತ ಅಂಗುಷ್ಟಮಲಂಪುರತ್ಪುರಟಮೌಲಿನ ಅಪಿಪ್ಯದರ್ಶನ ಶ್ಯಾಮ ತದ್ವಾಸಸಮ್ಯುತ transliteration angushta by the measure of a thumb matram only amalam transcendental purat blazing purata gold maulinam helmet apipya 
very beautiful darshanam to look at shyamam blackish tadit lightning vasasam clothing achyutam the infallible translation the lord was only thumb high but he was all transcendental he had a very beautiful blackish infallible body and he wore a dress of a lightning yellow and a helmet of blazing gold thus he was seen by the child i will also read the next shloka today श्रीमाधिर्ग चतुर्बाहु तप्त कांचन कुंडल शतक्षजं गणपाणी आत्मना सर्वतो दिशं परिभ्रत उलकभं भ्राम्या गाढ़मुहु ट्रांसलेशन द लॉर्ड वॉज एनरिच्ड विथ फोर हैंड्स इयरिंग्स ऑफ मोल्टन गोल्ड एंड आईज ब्लड रेड विथ फ्यूरी एस ई लॉयटर्ड अबाउट हिस् क्लब कॉन्स्टेंटली encircled him like a shooting star purport it is said in the brahma samhita that the supreme lord govinda by his one plenary portion enters into the halo of the universe and distributes himself as paramatma or the super soul not only within the heart of every living being but also within every atom of the material elements thus the lord is all pervading by his inconceivable potency and thus he entered the womb of uttara to save his beloved devotee maharaj parikshit in the bhagavad gita the lord has assured everyone that is his devotees are never to be vanquished no one can kill a devotee of the lord because he is protected by the lord and no one can save a person whom the lord desires to kill the lord is all powerful and therefore he can save and kill as he likes he became visible to his devotee maharaj parikshit even in this awkward position in the womb of his mother in the shape just suitable for his vision the lord can become bigger than thousands of universes and can become smaller than an atom at the same time merciful as he is he becomes just suitable to the vision of the limited living being he is unlimited he is not limited by any measurement of our calculation he can become bigger than what we can think of and he can become smaller than what we can conceive but in all circumstances he is the same all powerful lord there is no difference between the thumb like vishnu in the womb of uttara and the full fledged narayana in the vaikuntha dhama the kingdom of god he accepts the form of archavigraha worshipful deity just to accept service from his different incapable devotees by the mercy of the archavigraha the form of the lord in material elements the devotees who are in material world can easily approach the lord although he is not conceivable by material senses the archavigraha is therefore a spiritual form of the lord to be perceived by material devotees such an archavigra of the lord is never to be considered material there is no difference between matter and spirit for the lord although there is a gulf of difference between the two in the case of the living condi- conditioned living entity being 
for the Lord, there is nothing but spiritual existence. And similarly, there is nothing except spiritual existence for the pure devotee of the Lord in his intimate relationship with the Lord. Om Ajnanati Mirandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Yenam Tasmai Shri Guruve Namaha To understand, uh, just to give the context in the two slokas, as it is seen, Bhagwan actually goes into the womb of Uttara to actually protect the unborn child, Maharaj Parikshit. But it is very inconceivable by most people to understand how Bhagwan can enter in the thumb-like form into the womb of Uttara. But before that, one should actually understand how Bhagwan can enter the womb of Devaki. So, the word Hiranya, as mentioned here, is very significant. It is called a golden embryo or golden egg. In fact, in Rig Veda, it is mentioned that Hiranya Garbha Samavartata Agre Bhutasya Jata Parite Kashita Sadhadhara Prithvim Dhyamute Maam Kasmai Deva Havisha Vidhema. So actually, in Rig Veda, Hiranya Suktam actually describes what is the, the, the aspect of Hiranya Garbha. What is the seed-giving father? As Bhagavan says, Aham Vija Prajapitaha. But in order for this, when the, all the material elements are just situated, actually it is he who impregnates the Hiranya. And only from his seed is the whole universe emanated. In fact, the, the other beautiful aspect one should understand is as explained here, he is only the size of a thumb, but he is still in the same form as Chaturbhuja, with his Kaumodakam, the Gada the, the of the Lord, which is called, right? Which is circling like a shooting star, with his helmet, with his Shankar Chakra. He is still in the same form. He is not changing into something different. Why? Because he wants to give assurance to Maharaj Parikshit in the womb. As Kapila Maharaj says in the Bhagavatam, when the child is in the embryo, it actually realizes who Bhagwan is. So, in its natural position, not yet contaminated before it's coming out of the womb, the Jivatma knows who Bhagavan is. So that is why Bhagavan gives darshanam to Maharaj Parikshit in that form. That is the significance. So, it goes further to say that ya atmada balada yasya vishwa upasate prashisham yasya deva yasya chayamritam yasya marthu kasmai deva vishavidema so actually when Bhagavan emanates, all there are 25 elements we know actually. Five subtle elements, five gross elements, four, four consciousness senses, ten organs and one is time actually. So actually in Kapila Dev, he explains actually to how he, to his mother, right? That in the Bhagavatam it is said, Daivach Shubitha Dharmiyanam Swasyam yono paropuman adhata viryam sasuta mahat tattvam hiranmayam. Again, so see, hiranmaya is not considered an ordinary word. In fact, Devaki's womb is actually purified. It is so golden. The penance she has to do to receive Bhagavan in her womb is not considered to be ordinary. That is why Devaki's womb was worshipable by all devatas. Because it is said that the whole universe is actually wrapped around Bhagawan. Imagine everything is wrapped around Bhagawan, but he is ready to come into the womb of Devaki. So 
that is the significance how Bhagavan, in spite of his potency, can come in this form. Also, just to give a little more understanding of how each element has evolved actually in the creation, we know there is earth, water, fire, air and ether, right? And there are subtle elements like smell, taste, color, touch and sound. So actually when the first comes is ether, is there is only sound. When the next element is created, air, if you think about it, vayu, right? we say in Sanskrit, it is sound and touch. Because through air you can feel something is touching. Third is fire, you know, which is basically then color. Because fire has a color which emanates. The fourth element is water, which has taste. So every element has an increasing potency which comes. And final is earth, which is smell. So earth has everything including sound, taste, color, touch and smell. So this is how Bhagwan creates each element progressively. And from there, how each sense organ is also created is explained in the Vedams. And but finally, the most important thing is the time. Time or Kala is what really differentiates actually the whole universe. Because in the spiritual abode of Vaikuntha, time is not there for creation. Here, time is for creation and annihilation. So this is the aspect when we say Mahatattva. In fact, to get a little more deeper into this is actually it is said that you have the three gunas, you say Shatva, Rajo, Gunastantama. But there is something called Shuddha Sattvam or Vishuddha Sattvam, which is not considered the Sattva Guna. It is something which is even higher than all of this. Because the three modes of material nature are only used for creation and annihilation in the material universe. Vishuddha Tattvam is something which is there to enhance that which is already transcendental. So that is explained in the Vedam actually. In fact, the, the same topic has also been discussed as we know in Ishopanishad, as we say, right? Tishavadam idam sargam yat kincha jagatam jagate tena taktena bhunjeta magrata kashvidadhanam. So it says, all visible universe in the form of sentient and insentient is permeated like the worn clothes. That's why I was saying by Bhagwan. So everything comes and emanates just like through him. And everything which transformed, but he is not, it says, tena tena bunjita. He is not interested to enjoy anything. He is actually completely detached. That is the, the beauty of Bhagwan. Bhagwan remains in each and every atom as Paramatma. He is present in all of us, but he is not there to enjoy. He is only there to observe. We want to enjoy and we are here. That is why it is said even in the next shlokam, actually, in, in, uh, in fact, in the Ishopanishad, right? <coughs> so, Kurvena Karmani Jeevesita Statam Samaha Evam Tyahi Nyanya Toshti Na Karma Lipyate Nare. It says in this world, you can live for hundreds of years doing regular and occasional rites. But if you are qualified and practicing Brahma Vidyas, performing original rites, this is the way to live, not in terms of just normal karmic activity. So, when one comes to the realization of Bhagavan and Paramatma, one should elevate himself to understand this. 
So that is why, even in the shloka, why Bhagavan is coming to show to Parikshit Maharaj is an example to all of us that he can come and go whenever he wants. And to protect his Bhagavata, he always takes avataram. That is the aspect one should understand. The question sometimes is asked is, why is he not protecting us sometimes? Well, he cannot transgress laws of material nature. That he will not do. We are not Pralada, we are not Dhruva. One should understand this. No child, every parent may want their child to, it is great, it is great to aspire. Yes, but to do that, you have to do that much penance and sacrifice. That is the penance you have to do. In fact, Devaki and Yasudev have done so much penance of thousands of years to have Bhagwan as their child. So, this is actually for us to aspire that how we can attain his lotus feet. This is why Bhagwan is showing this actually. He is there to always assure us. In fact, Bhagwan's hand is always, if you see, depends on the form. It's always called Abhaya Vastam because it is there to actually give assurance to devotee. The assurance is what is required. But unfortunately, we our modes of material thinking and covered by illusion, we look for assurances for other places. So actually looking for assurance to Bhagawan's lotus feet is what is the most important thing. In fact, the if you look about the description of Bhagawan here, it is actually also wonderfully explained actually in another shloka. It says, Madhura Tara Smitamrita Vigdha Mumukhabhubhram Madhashiki Pinchala Chinta Manoja Ank Akacha Prayacham. So he says the lock of Krishna is called Kacha Prayacham. It is beautifully decorated by peacocks feathers, which is called Pinchala Chitam and Manojanam. It is said actually when Bhagavan was walking in the forest, you know, when he looked at the peacock, the peacock naturally gave, you know, different uh, birds also have different, uh, you know, they have different thickness of their feathers. So the peacock naturally shed its peacock feather to give it to Krishna. Even the, the cows will just milk directly and give it to Krishna. This is called spontaneous loving devotional service. Without being asked to give is called Parak Bhakti. So it says, first in order to come to that stage, one should get Paragyana, Parabhakti, Parama Bhakti. So in order to come to that stage, it should spontaneously flow. So that's why in Vrindavana, the example is used, all the Gopas and Gopis, they are spontaneously serving Bhagavan. They don't need to be told that Bhagavan wants this. And that only comes with purification of, I mean, the residents of Vrindavana are not ordinary people. (laughs) That we should understand. But it is an example for us that we should purify ourselves and come and eventually come to the stage when we quit our material body. Because in the material sense, in the material body, there will be some attachments and everything. That is why Bhagavan has stressed in Bhagavad Gita that Towards the end of journey, one should be ready to surrender to him and quit his body. Nowadays, I know it is a, it is a, it's a humor to say, we cannot probably even live, I mean, it is okay, we use technology, right? But 
most people cannot even live without cell phones. So the question is, one should be ready to quit everything in life as the time comes. Also, just to share this, right, uh, he says his face is a lotus, mukhaburham, is beautiful. The word in Sanskrit is called vimugdha. And his uh, nectarine smile, madhura tarasmrita, as we know, Vallabhacharya has written a very nice song, right? Adharam madhuram, vadanam madhuram, nayanam madhuram, hasitam madhuram, Hridayam madhuram, gamanam madhuram, madhuradhipade rakhilam madhuram. His hridayam is also sweet. His lips are sweet. His face is sweet. His smile is sweet. That is the sweetness of Madhuradi Patir. That is why he is so beautiful. So, in order to come, that's why it is said even actually, that's why it is so wonderfully described that when thus being observed by the child, you know, Maharaja Parikshit doesn't feel anxiety. He is so happy to see Bhagwan. That is the beauty of Bhagwan. In any form he takes, in any avataram he takes, there is always beauty associated. Even his fighting is beautiful. Even when Lord Krishna had to slay all the demons, if you think about it, right, whether the Rakshasas came, Putana came, you know, it is not very gore. Putana wanted to kill Bhagwan, but all he had to do was to nurse. She wanted to nurse. And he took her life away. But even hearing Putana Vidha, the Leela is still very sweet. There is no, there is no, uh, that if you think about a normal world, at some point you read it five times, ten times, it will become boring. <laughs> but Bhagwan's Leela, whether it is in any, in any uh, avataram of his, like Narsimha, Varaha, everything you read, it is always beautiful. So this beauty is what is described in Shastra. And this is what we should aspire. So going further, right, the another beautiful shloka which says, Mukhalayama mana nayanam bujam vibho murali ninada makaranda nirbharam mukurayanam marudnan damadalam mukhapankajam manasi me virbachatam may the lotus face of the Lord filled with the pollen of the music from his flute shine outstandingly in my mind with the eyes like blossoming lotuses and mirror-like soft cheeks. So, so wonderfully described, right? That Bhagwan's face is filled with the pollen of the music from his flute. So, we should aspire how Bhagwan's flute even sounds. We hear about sound, one should actually aspire. As I have said before, one should aspire what is the flute sound, what is Bhagwan's voice like. We cannot hear him now, but this should be the aspiration in bhakti. Is how can I hear him? Yes, he is present in his transcendental sound. By chanting Bhagwan's name, he is present. But there is always a personal relationship when you can hear him. <laughs> yes, he talks to us as Paramatma. That we hear him. That is the Paramatma realization. But in final Parama Bhakti is directly interacting with him. 
which will happen. So this is some of the stages which comes with realization of chanting. Also, you know, it is said, the mind is pictured here like a lake with the face of the Lord which shines like a lotus. His soft cheeks act as an added reflecting medium, shining like a mirror in the lake. You know, right, when we go to a lake, we see how in the middle of the day it is reflecting. This is how Bhagwan's cheeks are actually. They are always shining. How beautifully they emanate, his effulgence. So, this is the beautiful description, some of the descriptions written about Bhagwan, you know, in Shastra. So, that is why it is said that in all the Leelas of Bhagwan, one should actually aspire, you know, to meditate upon his form. Why it is said, uh, coming here, why the Archa Vigraha, as you see in the, in the purport written here, because we, when we have taken birth here, for us to realize this, that is why Bhagwan has given Archa Vigraha form. We are not an elevated state that we can just meditate within Paramatma and see him in that form. So for us, the Archa Vigraha form or worshipping in Shaligrama, you know, is a way to connect with Bhagwan because he is actually present. That is why it is said in Shastra that once... Uh, it is not called a murti, right? It's okay, in, in colloquial terms, people can use the word idol. But the real word is archa vigraha. Because it is a worshipable deity. It breathes life force. It emanates. It can interact. So that is why when we do worship to Bhagavan in archa vigraha, it is a connection. It helps us realize our loving relationship to him. Yes, one can... One can be like Pralada and Dhruva and meditate and get that realization. That is wonderful. But it takes time to come to that. <laughs> so, that is why Archa Vigra has said here, it is by mercy of the Archa Vigra, the form in material elements, the devotees like us who are in the material world can easily approach Bhagavan, although he is not conceivable by material senses. So, that is why to understand how the creation has happened, all the different senses of touch, sense. I mean, there's a lot more scientific aspect of it too because as we know, religion is also, our religion, Vedic philosophy is also very scientific. It is not just a whim or fancy. I mean, for example, right, when you when you look at something, your eyes and why all these senses are connected, how Archavigra engages us is because when you look at something, your eyes start thinking, your brain works. If you see some, you know, some object, you may want to touch it. When you touch it, you want to smell it. You want to smell it, you want to feel it. So, this is how progressively every material element has been involved. But the purpose one should understand is, Bhagwan has created this material universe, is actually for us. He doesn't need the material universe. It is unfortunately for our desire for all jivatmas, he has created the material universe. The question, just like a father, a father may give everything to his, you know, he gives freedom to his child. Right? But if you misuse the freedom, then we continue to stay here. We stay in Dukhalaya Mashashvatam. So you can have Janma Mrityu Jaravyadi and you can keep going through this circle and circle again and again. That is why it is said in Vedas that, in Vedanta Sutra, right, that Athato Brahma Jigyaso means once you come to the realization of spiritualness, of what is Bhagavan, what is Jivatma, what is Paramatma, then the eventual goal after finishing all Karma Yoga, we may have profession, we may be employed, we may be 
husband, father, sister, brother, we have that karma yoga to finish. But eventually, towards the end, you know, the goal should be go back to Bhagwan's abode. So I will just end today's class. Uh, is there any comments or comment people want to share or questions? Krishna Prabhuji, thank you so much. Uh, Prabhuji, uh, it was mentioned in the transmission uh, that uh, this form, life form is as a Paramatma. I can't hear you. Hari Bol? Yeah, yeah. Okay. His form, uh, and it uh, it was explained in the translation, uh, large form is like the size of the thumb. Uh, it's? It's the size of the thumb. Hi, size of the thumb, correct. Yeah, is, is it for every living entities or that time for Parikshit Maharaj? No, this is only for Parikshit Maharaj. Mm. This is only for Parikshit Maharaj. This is very specific. Okay. We can't say this, yes, as as you should, as we know that Paramatma is even present inside us today, right now. He's always present. But this is a very, very specific instance where he comes in Chaturbhujam, actually. So, the best way to describe it is, it's a miniature form of his full Arshavigra, but it's exactly the same way. So, it's like, if you, you know, we see, right, if someone is this size and they just shrink it, so he is just coming like that. No, I heard, I mean, in the second canto, it, somewhere it's the size of the Paramatma is given, yes? Yes, is, correct. Uh, that is the same size is, uh, uh, I heard from some senior devotees lecture, means everybody, uh, uh, the living entities who is there, they got the body of conditional body, and their uh, Paramatma reside as their size of thumb. Is it true? I, you may, I, I, I can't say this, I don't remember this as far as I understand. Yes, he comes, because Kapila Dev does describe in the third canto, uh, is, when the Jivatma is, any Jivatma is there in the embryo, Bhagawan does come. Uh, it is mentioned it is the size of thumb, but that cannot be accurate because if you think about it, we are only thinking of humans. Bhagawan is not Bhagawan for humans. Bhagawan is for every Jivatma. For example, he is even present, whether it may be the womb of a cow. No, or I'm saying uh, just... Uh, I heard uh, this is elephant body. He also comes as the size of the thumb of uh, Paramatma comes in that size, and even uh, that um, what is virus, small virus. There is he can't be, but in a virus, he can't be size of a thumb. And he also comes as a Paramatma. There, yes, 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 he but does come as Paramatma. He also is in that his thumb size. Is it true? That can, it cannot be because if you think scientific, I, I mean, you know, religion is science. Okay. So if you think about it, if you think about in the, the womb of a bird, if you think of a womb of a small mammal, a womb is very small there, mm-hmm. right? So it cannot be that way. Yes, for humans it is possible, uh, but this specific a- aspect in the size of a thumb is very specific in the way he in came in Chatur Bhaja is for Parikshit Maharaj. So I can't say 100%, but... It cannot be for all other organisms. He can be the size of a thumb. Okay. Yes, Prabhuji. There's uh, all these sages that came. Uh, Prabhuji, I can't hear you. There were so many sages that came to hear Maharaj Parikit. 
they came and joined. Well, this Maharaj Prickett, was he by himself? Was Sukadev Goswami? Yes, there were other sages in Nemasharanya. That is correct. All of them are assembled there in Nemasharanya. That is when all the other uh, sages were present. How did they all get along with one another? All the different sages with different personalities and, and uh, understandings. So, so, so it is, Everybody I mean... in complete harmony. We can't... So, you know, one should also understand that... Uh, and this, I think, is something I shared before. The Bhagavatam, if you think about it... Uh, the Dwapara today, Kali Yuga is supposed to be 4,28,000 years, right? And Dwapara Yuga is double of that. The What the glimpse we see in Srimad Bhagavatam and other places is only a fraction of what is captured. It doesn't capture every second, every time of every person's life. So, you know, this is something one should understand. Vyasadev, he has accumulated the most important things, right? Uh, so, to answer your question, Prabhuji, they, they may have been some disharmony, but what we know is when Sukha Maharaj was there, Sukhadev Goswami was there, everyone recognized his potency. So, just like we have spiritual masters, you know, there is Srila Prabhupada or Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati or, you know, other spiritual masters have been before. When a, when a transcendental authority comes, all of that uh, material, you could say, disharmony kind of dissipates. That is the best example I can say, Prabhuji. So, yes, you could say there would have been disharmony, but when, that's why it is said, the purity of Bhagawan is such that, you know, it is said when sunlight is present, there cannot be any darkness. You know, so similarly, when a transcendental authority comes, everyone else, egos and other things eventually go away. So, even similarly, Shukadev Goswami is not an ordinary personality. You know, all the sages, as we know in the start of the Bhagavatam, they question who is the person to talk about this. And they unanimously recognize he is the authority. You know, to hear. So that's why the disharmony goes away. So, you know, that's why it is said, when sunlight is present, there cannot be no darkness. When one is above, is in Vishuddha Sattvam, then all this disharmony eventually will dissipate. Now, of course, after he goes away, there could have been other disharmonies, but at that point, there there is none. Then that is no, that is seen similar to acharyas and other people present, right? Who come, actually. So that's what. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. So I was looking at uh, Veda base uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 87, Verse 18, Purport. Uh, it is, they, they are quoting from Shvetashvatara Upanishad. Angushta Matra Purusho, Antaratma, Sada, Jananam, Hridaya, Sannivishtaha. The Supreme Personality of Godhead becomes the Purusha to initiate the expansion of this cosmos. Is a perfectly pure goal that yogis strive to reach the effulgent and infallible ultimate controller. Measuring the size of the thumb, the Purusha is always present as a super soul within the hearts of all living beings. By exercising proper intelligence, one can realize him within the heart. Those who learn this method 
will gain immortality. So my question is, uh, we have learned from Shastra that the the size of the soul is Keshagra Satabhagasya Shatada Kalpitasya Cha, which is one hundredth of one hundredth of a tip of a hair. Correct. And we also know that the super soul is ever present in the soul. Yes. So how how do we understand this? So that's why I said, Prabhuji, the one this is correct. But as I said to you, this is not contradicting. You are absolutely right. As Bhagavan has said in Bhagavad Gita that the size of the soul is at one hundred to the tip of one hundred to the tip of the air. And as I said, Paramatma is always present, not just in human bodies. That's why I use the example. It is not, one should not think about, remove us from humans. Any cow, insect, bird, tree, they also have super soul in that. Yeah, they also have soul in them. Yes, they have soul. The so size he, of the soul is so the same. Is present. So the, the relative size, that is why one has to understand. If you think relatively, relative size is also important. If you think about a microorganism like an amoeba, size of a size of a which thumb our thumb is this big in one thumb there are millions i would say probably hundreds of millions of microorganisms present so that is why it is a relative example given for us to understand so that that what you have said in shweta saropasan is not is is correct it apply see that is why uh, one has to understand from nyaya and logic and also from shastra right certain things are just not to be blindly aspected and it's not right there is no contradiction at all what you have quoted the verse i know this it is correct that is why what madhaji said is also perfectly right that for a human body when he comes he is in the form now that's why i said in this shloka does he come in the same chaturbha vija form for all of us no this example is very specific for him actually so it is not a contradiction at all Prabhuji. it is correct i i absolutely agree which i know the shloka from that's why it is not to be misunderstood that the size of thumb of Paramatma is wrong. It is correct actually. But when you reference the material bodies, I am not sure I understand because the soul is the same in all the bodies. So what what is the connection between the size of a... No, it is the size is Material just, body versus the size so the, of the, the size. So the size is just... this is The size is an example for us to understand actually. It is just for humans... See, people, you have to understand, Prabhuji, that uh, everyone doesn't come straight to the realization of Vasudeva Sarvam Iti. You know, people come from different schools of thoughts, Nyaya, Mimamsa, in, in Vedic knowledge too, right? And so all of that, they come through Nyaya, Mimamsa, there are different aspects of thoughts, and eventually they come to the Paramatma and then go to Bhagavan realization. So for them, those who studies without any bhakti yoga, it is not wrong actually in Vedas. So someone who is studying just Nyaya and Mimamsa logic as a human body, for him that example applies. That's how it works actually. So there are different schools of Vedic knowledge branches too. And we may not study it, but there are a lot of people who do study it. And, we sh- and they are also right. They are not wrong actually, Prabhuji. So that's why I said many times it may sound as contradiction, but it is not contradiction. It's the best way to describe it. Also, one more point. How important is a pronunciation when reciting the Bhagavatam verses? Because like Purata, the T with a dot underneath is not the same as P-U-R-A-T-A. Yeah, I know, it is, yeah. 
without the dot likewise in the last line you know tadid so d without the dot yeah, is different is, from that, d yes. with the d yeah i know that it has to be pronounced correctly yeah it is important which is understood i mean some but some people cannot understand i mean i understand sanskrit some people are not having sanskrit tongue some people cannot but uh, we shouldn't look down upon that i mean yes it is the best way to do is this one should not be lazy not to learn it <laughs> that's what i would say right uh, but doesn't mean we should look down upon those who cannot pronounce it uh, that's that is incorrect thinking actually you know because it is said even a dumb can chant bhagwan's name with bhakti even a deaf can hear bhagwan's name even the blind can see bhagwan so the the bhava of bhagwan we are not there to judge people unfortunately it is better to not leave the judgment right yes if you are in a particular profession you judge people right that is okay but it when it comes to spiritual questions you know what advantage you gain by judging people in the end that's why it's not a, it's not a question of yeah i understand yeah I, i'm not judging anybody no, i'm no, just, I'm just saying, saying it's a it is important when reciting yeah yeah it is important pay attention to the dots on yeah. the diacritics yeah one should of course one should pay attention it is important no one is saying that that is correct thank it you just, yeah ओके थैंक यू वंदराज श्रीमद भागवतम की जय श्रीलक्ष्मी प्रपात की जय